Welcome to Inside the Path to Success podcast, brought to you by Opulus, where you go behind the scenes with financial planners Ryan Greiser and Fran Walsh to hear stories about how leading entrepreneurs, millennials, professional athletes, and coaches navigate the natural challenges that arise on the path to success and how to advance to the next level. And now, here are your hosts from Opulus, Ryan Greiser and Fran Walsh. So for all topics that we're talking about today, just a reminder that none of this is investment, tax, or legal advice regarding the uh, the new bipartisan bill that's coming out regarding cryptocurrencies. Welcome to another episode of Inside the Path to Success podcast. Today, we have an update podcast on a uh, an announcement we made a few, uh, few months ago now where... Uh, President Joe Biden issued a uh, executive order to start kind of mm-hmm. drafting some some rules for the digital asset cryptocurrency space. And uh, just last night, uh, the first initial uh, Biden administration uh, crypto draft has come out from a couple members of Congress. So we're going to be diving into some of the details, uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, and what we can kind of uh, expect moving forward. So, Rye, let's jump right into it. Yeah, so so what happened here is is a bipartisan uh, bill brought by U.S. senators to unveil uh, this past Tuesday that establishes new rules for cryptocurrencies and uh, the hand the bulk of the oversight to the the CFTC as opposed to the SEC, which we'll dive into. Uh, but most importantly, we think is that the bill was introduced by Republican Senator Cynthia Loomis, which is one of Congress's most vocal cryptocurrencies, uh, and Democrat Senator. Kirsten Gildebrand. Now, this marks one of the most ambitious efforts yet by lawmakers to place clear guardrails, but is bipartisan. Republicans and Democrats, especially these days, couldn't be more polar opposite. And same thing with Senator Loomis and Gildebrand, that they're opposing on just about everything else on their political views, but they have come together to bring this bill to the table to provide some clarity and guardrails, which is exciting from a uh, a regulatory standpoint that both uh, sides of the aisle are working together on this. Yeah, and I think that's something that's important to note as well, just in the cryptocurrency space is that, hey, look, nearly every issue of American life, Republicans, Democrats today, like don't get along, don't want to work together on anything. This is really the only topic that, (laughs) hey, they're coming forward and doing stuff together. And they're actually all kind of, you know, in agreement of like, hey, this is a a space that we're accepting. We're making strides towards making it, um, you know, more universally accepted. We just got to put in some rules to make sure that, you know, some issues that have been happening over the last couple of years in the space don't continue to happen. People don't get scammed out of money. You know, people get a little bit more protection. So, so it's good. People are starting to work together and, you know, we found a common ground. We're just happy that it's in the crypto world. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to dive into all the specifics around it, right? But it's designed to provide uh, responsible financial innovation around the crypto space that the all Americans right can can benefit from. And keep in mind, right, this is just a bill. This isn't yep. law, and you're going to talk about that here in, in a minute. So why don't you dive into that timeline around the bill and all that other good stuff? Yeah, so obviously, like you mentioned, it's just a bill, right? There's no, there's no guarantees on anything attached. There's going to be tons of amendments, I'm sure. There's going to be a lot of things that... You know, some other members of uh, Congress like and don't like. So, I mean, you guys know how these things go. You know, once there's an initial bill, there's a thousand different adjustments. So, 
The end result could be wildly different from today, but it's a good starting point. The expectation is that this is going to serve as the beginning point of debates in early 2023. After we get through midterms, this is one of the first issues they want to tackle moving forward into the next year. Um, So what the timeline is from that, who knows how long it's going to take. Sometimes Congress... They drag their feet with a lot of things. Sometimes they push things right through. Sometimes. So, yeah, so it could be a couple months, yeah. could be a couple years, who knows? But at least they're they're starting to, um, you know, move in the right direction. So let's dive right into the two main things we want to talk about. So the bulk of the oversight is going to be delegated to the Commodities Future Trading Commission. Now, here's why that is generally viewed as a good thing is because the smaller CFTC is generally seen as a friendlier regulatory uh, framework for cryptocurrencies. As the SEC has found that crypto products must adhere to a host of security requirements. So the CFTC will be more friendly in its regulatory guidance. And that kind of makes sense, right? Because gold is a commodity. Gold doesn't have a profit and a loss statement. They don't have anything. The CFTC oversees gold, right? So they're also proposing that the CFTC is going to oversee Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other cryptocurrencies that are there. Yep. Yeah. And I think I think overall, uh, you know, I think people in the, the crypto space, as much as they want it to be decentralized, no oversight, nothing at all, this is a good, like, happy medium. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not going to be highly regulated like with the SEC, but you know, it's going to be seen as a commodity in some way, shape, or form. And I think that's a net overall good that there's going to be, hey, some of these some some guidelines they're going to have to adhere to, not going to be as strict as uh, SEC rules, but overall I think that's a net net positive for everyone. Everyone can be happy with that result if that's what they end up going with. Yep, 100%. So let's dive in the stablecoin piece, yeah, right, which so, is the other major piece. Yeah, so this is going to be a huge uh, pushing point for you know the political space now for quite a bit now. They really want to um, attack stablecoin regulation. So basically what this bill is proposing is that uh, all stablecoin issuers would have to make maintain a high quality liquid assets that are equal to the value of all the outstanding stable coins um, and public disclosure must be made of all these holdings. So basically, what does that mean is right now what happens with a lot of these stable coins is they say what they're backed by, but there's no public records showing how much where is that being held? Like, is it in a trust? So there's really just not a lot of transparency behind like, hey, what's this being backed by? How secure is it? Is there insurance? Like, there's a lot of different questions right now. So basically, they want to, um, you know, like everything else, they want to make sure there's honesty, transparency in the space and that people are able to see what they're actually getting into before they buy or and or invest in anything, which that is like we always say is a net positive thing if you're being honest and transparent. Yeah, and, and then for those crypto newbies out there, right, the stablecoin is designed to be one stablecoin should equal $1, yep. right? So it's an easy way to think about how can I get money from my bank account in the crypto world? You can exchange a dollar for one stablecoin, and that's the goal. And the goal is for one stablecoin to always equal $1, which what we saw recently with a certain type of algorithmic stablecoin like uh, UST, yep. which is the in the, the Luna Terra family, it went completely bust, and that $1 peg went all the way down to, well, about a, a 
cent today, yeah. right? So it lost like 99% of its value. That's the goal of this, Bill, is that to know that if I'm putting money in a stable coin, that those stable coin providers and those issuers, and there's a bunch of them out there, we're not going to get into that today, that my money is back dollar for dollar for what I'm investing in, that that stable coin issuer does have that dollar held in a bank account somewhere. Essentially. So all this stuff, in our opinion, is good because we've seen uh, great ideas and great projects to try to get away from a dollar, right? And have some sort of algorithm to back that up. Well, that just failed in a big way. So this is a good regulation from our perspective to provide some guidance, some clarity, and to have some confidence that there is some guardrails in place that we can rely on because we have some regulatory framework around it. Yeah, and the only thing I would add to that is that it's good to see that they are, if you've seen some of these congressional hearings on this stuff, they're getting a lot of people that are very high up in the crypto space, you know, a lot of like CEOs of, you know, Binance, Bit, uh, BitRA, like some of these other places, they come, they have these people come in and really explain because when you watch these things, it's crazy, dude. These people in Congress, they have no idea what it is. Like, yeah. like. It's like when we're explaining to someone for the first time what is crypto, that's what the questions sound like that like some of these yeah. people are asking. So yeah. it's like you don't want them to be like proposing the ideas for these things because it's like they have no idea what's even going on in the space. So it's good to see that at least they're bringing in experts to try to make sure that things are handled the right way and we're not getting just like – a full-blown attack from people who yep. don't know the space that just want to shut it down. Um, so I think, you know, like we've been saying, overall, it's it's a net good. Um, no one that's being realistic thought that crypto was going to be able to go on forever and become universally adopted without having, you know, some sort of rules and regulations in place. So I think it's a good starting point. Um, I think if they can just continue this trend forward and, you know, keep it simple, keep it... Um, uh-huh. Um, where, where they're headed right now, it'll be overall positive. Yeah, and the huge benefit to your point is that the the Republican senator, Cynthia Loomis, that's has led the bill, and then the other Democrat, uh, Kirsten Gildebrand, jumped in. She's like a Bitcoin OG. She's yep. been in this space for like seven years. I think there was a report out there that she owns like $350,000 worth personally yeah. of Bitcoin and has been a proponent of digital assets and crypto in Wyoming for some time. So the, the people that are leading this bill know the space, they've been in it, and they can talk intelligently about it compared to some of the uh, you know the recordings that you, yeah. <laughs> that you see yeah. on political commentary where they're obvious, like they have no idea what yep. they're talking about around this, yep. uh, but they just want to regulate it. So, so we're excited about this. It's a step in the right direction. Is it a perfect bill? No. Is it going to change? Absolutely. Uh, but at least it looks like on this this first round that it's a positive traction in the right direction, right sensible framework for innovation in the U.S. around the crypto space. Yep. And, you know, the U.S. is probably going to end up being a leader in this. I'm sure most, most other countries will, will probably <laughs> yeah. end up following whatever you know we choose to do because that's kind of just what happens. Um, so we'll see. But uh, with that, Hope you guys enjoy, and uh, we'll keep you posted on further updates. All right, sounds good. Have a great day, guys. If you want even more insights on the path to success, follow Ryan and Fran at Opulus LLC on Instagram and Facebook, or check us out on the web at www.opulus.us. Lastly, the content of this podcast is not to be viewed as personal investment, legal, or tax advice. You should always consult with a professional advisor before implementing any topics discussed. 